Ah, hey, Islanders, you're listening to Breakfast on the Bridge, the featured morning show of KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, bringing you a smoldering serving of local sports, news, and talk on the island. Grab a plate, grab your cutlery, and enjoy the show. Good morning. Happy freaking Tuesday, everybody. We I'm, are here this morning hosting Breakfast on the Bridge. I'm Sophie. I'm Lauren. And we're from the show Rice and Shine that plays every Sunday at 9 a.m. here on KMIH 89 The Bridge. Uh, how are you feeling this morning, Lauren? I'm excited. This is my first ever Breakfast on the Bridge that I've done. It was an early morning, but I'm excited to get to it. What about you? I'm feeling great. I've also never hosted. Normally, I'm on here as a sportscaster, but today is our day. It's our time to shine. We planned out a super fun episode, and we're, like, super excited to talk live. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Um, I think we did, like, one 16-hour live one time. That was our freshman year. The first live we ever did was a 16-hour live. (laughs) Or it was a portion of the 16-hour live. Yeah, we didn't do it for a full 16 Um, hours. It was interesting for sure. I'd say we've definitely grown. Yeah, we definitely have. I mean, I guess we'll let the listeners be the tellers of that. The judge of that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess to start us off, this week we have a very big event coming up. What is it, Lauren? The Fine Arts Showcase. And for background, like I feel like everybody on Mercer Island knows what the Fine Arts Showcase is. It's like, do you want to explain it? So it's basically where um, the high school has art come in from every grade level, and students across the district have their art shown, whether they're elementary schoolers, they usually have like a prompt that they'll do in their art class. Middle schooler, schoolers will submit their things in high school. Um, I know there's a lot of photo stuff going on. And it all falls under one theme, I'm pretty sure. And this year, the theme is Arts in the Pacific Northwest. So if you come take a look today and tomorrow evening, 5 to 9, I believe, um, you can see all kinds of art celebrating the Pacific Northwest, whether that be perspective pieces of the Space Needle or... Um, art of different animals that are native here. Mm-hmm. And this is all happening at the high school, by the way. And I remember thinking it was like the coolest thing ever when I was little because um, me and Lauren were both in the band mm-hmm. from like fifth grade. I wait, what, what year was it? Yeah, we it was fifth s- grade until freshman year. Yeah, fifth grade until freshman year. We were in the band. So I remember it being super cool to like come to the high school and perform our little songs. And then we got to sit there and listen to the high school band. And it, like, low-key gave me chills. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a van kid. I never was. But, like, since I was there, I was like, might as well mm-hmm. listen in, you know, give it my full attention. Yeah, and I forgot to add that um, a big part of it as well is music performances and drama performances. So, oh, yeah. I forgot about the drama part. Yeah. What do they do for that? Do they, like, put on a little play? Um, I think they do a segment of their upcoming show. Um, I believe I have a schedule, so I'll pull that up. But if you want more information, you can go to marshallandschools.org, mm-hmm. and that will be there. It's like, oh my god, earlier this week I forgot that it was the Fine Arts Showcase, so I was walking down the hall, and they have all these, like, drawings of, like, the same thing, like, 20 different times, and for the longest time, I thought those were high school drawings. Oh. Like, I would walk down the hallway and see all these, oh, yeah, like, whales. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> would walk by, and she'd be like, oh my gosh, that's so ugly. I was like, a kindergartner made that so <laughs> And I was like, are you sure? So this whole time, I've been making fun of kindergartners yeah. for their drawings. I was like, wow, what kind of high school class is this? Like, what what school are we in? Um, so that's embarrassing for me. I now know I was wrong. 
because I lost track of the fine arts showcase, but they've been prepping the school like all week, like every single day in the comments, there's like more and more pictures and things up. Um, and the gym is turned into the auditorium now, I think. So they put on like carpet and it's like, uh, like a classic band performance setup. So I personally will not be attending tonight, but I know a lot of people will. And it's like, it's always really cool seeing like the little kids do it. Because it looks like fun, and then you get older, and it's a little less fun. But <laughs> yeah, it looks like most of the performances are going to be on Wednesday at six thirty and seven forty-five, um, with performances from the seventh grade band, the sixth grade orchestra, the Mercer, the IMS choir, the high school orchestra, the third grade choir. Do you remember that? Oh, we should talk I, about yes, that. Yes, we should. We should. I have such like weird memories. I forgot that this was the fine art showcase, but. Um, back in elementary school, we all had to, like, prepare a couple songs. Um, me and Lauren were at West Mercer. I remember we had green bow ties, I think. Yes. They had us wear bow ties. You had to and wear they... a white dress shirt and then, oh, yeah. like, black pants or black skirt. Yeah. I remember that. I remember I had my cute little skirt and my little bow tie. I don't... I think I threw that away. Do you but... still remember the songs? Because I do. Um, I remember there was one, like... Now. We go to the fire, come, come back, back to, to the, the fire, fire, turn the world around. That's the yep. only one I remember, but I remember eating that up on the stage. And that year, it was like like the world or something was the theme. It was like oh, global yeah. cultures or something, because we did a song from Africa. We did a song from France. Oh, yeah. And I think I had no idea what was going on in that song. The I think French I lip- song? I lip-synced to most of the songs. Yeah. I just wasn't willing to put my best foot forward. But I ate up the one about, like, fire, yeah, water, whatever. It was, like... It's so fun. It was such a fun little song. And, like, I remember at the time, I was like, oh, guys, I don't want to do this. Like, oh, this is such a pain. I don't want to get dressed up. And then I would show up, and I was ready to eat, so... Yeah, I think it's a really great way to introduce younger kids to the performing arts. And, I don't know, I'm really grateful I did it. But it other, was a little odd to yeah, sing, though. It was a little odd to sing, but I don't know. Kind of, it was fun. But anyway, mm-hmm. on the 6.30 show, after the third grade choir, there's IMS Drama and the high school band. And then at the 7.45 show, there's the 7th and 8th grade orchestra, the 8th grade band, the chamber orchestra at the high school, the high school choir, the high school advanced drama, and the high school band. So if you mm. want to hear see some good performing arts on that, in I that feel area... Like- the high school band, I feel like, is really widely liked um, in, like, on Mercer Island. I think we're, like, a pretty good band. I think, well, we got invited to, like, the Macy's Day Parade yeah. next year, which is kind of cool. But, um, yeah, I, I'm wondering how big the turnout's going to be. I mean, I don't remember the last time I went, but, you know, there's probably, like, a ton of parents. And since the high school band is ginormous, yeah, I'm sure it'll be, like, a full gym. I was about to say a full house, and then I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> a full gym. Yeah, yeah, a full gym. But yeah, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Is um, your brother going to be in it? Um, I don't think so, but what? I will. my brother's in middle school and he's in band, but I don't think he's doing any performances, but I will be going because I have a project from my media tech class where we have to produce a video um, on whatever kind of topic, but we chose to find our showcase. So we'll be interviewing different arts teachers, going to shoot some B-roll with the different art around. And so I'm excited about that. It'll be a good excuse for me to get back into the fine arts showcase world. Mm-hmm. 
it's going to be super cool. Um, but I'm sure there's other uh, cool things going on right now in the news. So, Miles, do you want to take it away? Absolutely. Starting off today's news, in Nashville, Tennessee, a community is grieving following a horrific school shooting where an ex-student shot and killed three students along with three staff members before being shot dead by police. The, sh- the, sh- the shooter reportedly harbored resentment for having been made to attend the private Christian school as a child. At the scene, police recovered a manifesto from the shooter as well as a detailed map of the school, which outlined the shooter's plan. The school has released a statement saying, Our community is heartbroken. We are grieving tremendous loss and are in shock coming out of the, ter- the tear that shattered our school and church. Down south in Mexico, 39 are dead and dozens injured following a fire which broke out Monday night at a migration center near America's southern border. Who or what started the fire is not publicly known, but the, fil- but the facility said that it strongly rejects the acts that led to this tragedy. Mexico's National Human Rights Commission has stepped in to help the migrants and the nation's prosecutor general has started an investigation into the causes of the fire. The Migration Center is a major crossing point to the United States and is just one of the centers that have experienced overcrowding due to the high demand for migration. On a lighter note, here in Seattle, the University of Washington's famous cherry blossoms are beginning to bloom. Every year, thousands of guests visit the campus to visit the bright 88-year-old trees. Currently, around a quarter of the cherry blossoms are blooming, and they're expected to reach peak bloom by early April. This comes according to the UW Bloom Tracker, a new online tool developed by students. Once the trees bloom, they'll only be around for about two weeks, so make sure to check it out for yourself. The best times to visit are in the morning or on the weekdays to avoid the crowds. That's it for the news this week. I'm Miles Avales, reporting for 88.9 The Bridge. Thank you, Miles. In other news, I guess more minute... We have a pretty big essay due soon, and a mm-hmm. big concern from the teachers is plagiarism with Chad GPT. So we decided that today we're going to talk a little bit about the latest and greatest in AI, Chat GPT. That's right, Lauren. And let me tell you, this AI is lit. It's like having a bestie that's always there to chat with you. Yeah, but let's not forget the potential downsides, like the risk of, risk of bi- bias. <laughs> we don't want Chat GPT turning into a total Karen and spouting off problematic opinions. <laughs> For real, Lauren. And who's going to be held accountable if ChatGPT goes rogue? Like, do we sue the computer? Right? It's like, who do we even blame for this mess? But on the flip side, ChatGPT can also be a total lifesaver in businesses and customer service. And not going to lie, Lauren, I've definitely used ChatGPT as my personal therapist before. Who needs human interaction when you can just talk to a machine? Okay, that might be going a little bit far, Sophie. But seriously, while ChatGPT has its benefits... We should also be aware of its potential impact on society as a whole. Facts, Lauren. And who knows? Maybe someday ChatGPT will be the one running the show and will be its minions. Let's hope it doesn't come to that, Sophie. But in all seriousness, we should stay (laughs) woke and aware of the advances in AI technology. Psych! That whole segment was actually written by ChatGPT, hence why we use some, you know, like, a little bit cringy vernacular. We were testing out uh, its services yesterday, and we thought, what better way to use this than in a live radio show where we can't edit anything out? So um, that was definitely interesting. We had it right in Gen Z humor. Um, Um, We had to go through a few prompts first. At first, we said, write a morning talk show segment about ChatGBT, and it started, like, putting itself in as a special guest. guest. So, like, it would be like, Lauren, colon, 
Welcome to the show, special guest to ChatGPT. <laughs> and then ChatGPT would start talking, and I thought it would be the funniest idea to bring in, like, one of our fellow crew members as ChatGPT. But, you know, maybe we'll have to save that for another yeah, show. Yeah, we'll keep that one in the bag. I definitely enjoyed this script. It sounded super <laughs> natural. So realistic. It was so realistic. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess it... it like it's saying, it has its upsides and downsides, because I feel like its pattern of speech isn't very natural if it's, like, a normal conversation, because mm-hmm. it doesn't know, like, what our, you know, kind of s- speech patterns are like, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we have facts, Lauren, and who knows, someday, <laughs> ChatGBT will be the one running the show, and we'll be the minions. It sounded a little bit, I kind of sounded crazy at this part when I was like, <laughs> yeah. I've used ChatGBT as my personal therapist. Yeah, so, um, I feel like... But no, a big concern is about writing essays and plagiarism on that front. And I think my French teacher was talking about it. And she was saying that um, one of the students in her, like, advisory class was saying that he used chat GPT on an essay or something. And she was like, I didn't say anything about it because there's nothing we can do about it. We just have to learn to adapt as teachers. And it, she she was like, it's like when they invented the calculator. Like, we just have to, like, learn and adapt to it as mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my Chinese teacher was also talking about it. She was, like, experimenting, and it works in Chinese, so... Really? Yeah, I think, like, if you type a question in Chinese, it'll answer it in Chinese. That's crazy. I don't know how good its, like, translation powers are. I am yet to test that. I actually haven't been one to use ChatGBT. I don't think I've ever used it on an assignment. Um, I used it, like, once, helping me write a speech, <laughs> and that, that's it. But I only took loose inspiration, because I find it's, like, pretty obvious when you... When it's, like, not your writing. Like, I wouldn't dare use this for, like, an essay. Yeah, this was my first time using it to, like, write up this little script. And I, it's so funny. Like, <laughs> me and Sophie were just sitting there. And, like, she was, like, actually working and being like, okay, what's going to be our next topic? And I was just, like, typing in, like, write a script of Sophie being really funny. <laughs> like, it's so funny just to mess around with because it's just so ridiculous. Um yeah. But ridiculously advanced as well. It's kind of cool, though. I mm-hmm. like seeing it, like, type everything out. Like, it knows a really good amount, and I don't know how that's possible. Like, even though I'm, like, born in this generation of seeing technology evolve, I never knew it could, like, be this good. Yeah. Like, I've never, like, experienced AI like that, which is interesting, because I'm doing a project on AI pretty soon, so. Yeah. That'll be really interesting. Um, And I guess... With ChatGPT, like, on the rise, I'm wondering if people are going to start using it for, like, college applications. And if they already have. Yeah. What if they have? And, like, how do they know? Like, what if everybody starts having the same responses to all the prompts? Like, then what do we do? That's, yeah. That's another thing where I guess people have to learn and adapt. And people have been talking about using AI checkers a lot. Oh, yeah. I think our English teacher is using that for our upcoming essays. Yeah, but the question is, how foolproof are they? Because, like, I feel like if you don't, like, copy-paste it, how are they going to know? Like, just change a couple words, right? Yeah. Isn't that how people normally plagiarize? Yeah. Who knows? Who We, for one, will not be doing that. Yeah. um, We stay academically integrity. Academically integral. I don't think that's right. We I don't stay know. academically honest. We have honest. academic integrity. We're academically honest Real. also. Yeah. Yeah. And we think you should be too, especially on big things like college apps. And good thing we have Miles here to tell us all about some college application tips and tricks that you can use so you can get into college without using AI. 
Applying to college can be a long process, and if you're like most students, it can be hard to know where to even begin. So to help you out, I've teamed up with one of our counselors to bring you five tips and tricks to enhance your college applications. Number one, plan your activities carefully. Instead of trying to rack up a long list of activities, focus on just a few things and do them well. If you flood your activities list with a hundred different things, Colleges will know that there's simply not enough hours in the day and assume that you're not as committed to many of these activities as you said you were. At the same time, make sure you don't slot yourself into one category. If you're an athlete, for example, consider joining a club or getting into volunteering to demonstrate that you're a well-rounded individual that can thrive at their campus. Number two, start your essays early. The summer between junior and senior year is a great time to iron out a good rough draft of your Common App essay. The Common App goes live in August, but prompts typically don't change much from year to year. Starting early can save you a lot of stress in your senior year where you'll be balancing applications with schoolwork. Number three, be personable. When writing essays, many students write about what they think will impress colleges rather than what is really important to them. They'll end up with essays that more resemble an elaborate laundry list of accomplishments than a true insight into who they are as a person. Writing about stories from your life can be a good way to avoid this. Just make sure that you don't get lost in details. More than anything, colleges are looking to see that you have strong values and high aspirations. Number four, consider the cost. Before applying anywhere, you should sit down with your parents and ask them how much they are willing to spend on your education. You can get into the best school in the world, but if going there will compromise you financially, it might not be the best choice. To get a good estimate of how much your family will have to pay for a particular college, go to the school's website and access their net price calculator. Remember that to get need-based financial aid, you must file the free application for student aid, also known as FAFSA. And number five, don't dismiss two-year colleges. Attending a two-year college is significantly cheaper than university, so if you're not sure if college is right for you, it might be better to test the waters before diving in. And if you end up getting a two-year degree with high grades, you'll be well-positioned to transfer into some of the most prestigious university programs. However next application season goes for you, know that you are worth more than any acceptance or rejection letter that you may get. So keep your head up and be ready to embrace the adventure that lies ahead. Great advice from Miles there. I think everybody needs to hear that. Yeah, that, was college just apps. The, that was just the vote of confidence I needed. But I guess in... I don't know, more exciting news, something to take our mind off the stress of college applications. There are a lot of musical f- music festivals coming <laughs> up. I'm pretty excited. I've never been to a music festival. Um, I, haven't I haven't either. bought any tickets to said music festival. Oh my gosh, festivals. Whoa. Good morning, everybody. Um, but I have been to a few concerts, and those have been really exciting. But today we're going to talk mostly about the music festivals that are coming up in Washington. Actually, why don't we talk a little bit about concerts okay, first? Okay. Like, what's the difference between a concert and a music okay, festival? Okay, let me tell you, let me tell you. A concert is just one artist or a few artists that are interconnected, if you will, whether it's an opener or not, and that's just one show. But a festival can last multiple days, and it has multiple artists performing. Is Coachella a festival? Coachella is a festival. Is that like, I bet that's the most popular one. It. I think it probably is. I think there's like, there's a ton of influencers who go there. Like imagine people just go there to see like their favorite like influencers or like Instagram stars. I don't know. know I, I mean? feel like I wouldn't put it past people. I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, I actually haven't been to a concert either. I'm like kind of scared of it. I feel like it's like really loud. I and know. And it makes okay. me anxious and sweaty. And 
No, because I'll ask Sophie, I'll be like, oh my gosh, do you want to go to this concert? And she's like, I don't like concerts. I'm like, how could you not like concerts? I mean, I'm sure they're fun, but like, I I have really sensitive like hearing. I don't really like loud noises. Hence why I quit band. I mean, not the only reason, but uh, one of the reasons. But I think we're going to go to a concert. There's a, a rural concert mm-hmm. also coming up. But we're not talking about concerts, but I'm just excited about this one because I, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, Rule is a singer. Um, he's Australian, I'm pretty sure. I didn't know that. You didn't? I thought he just had an odd little accent, like he was singing in cursive. Oh, okay, yeah. He's Australian. Um, I discovered him in 2018, 2019, I'd say. And because Sophie and I are practically attached at the hip, um, she absorbs my music taste, so... He became fa- a shared favorite of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, I so. actually did a school project on him last year. Not, like, directly, like, this is him. Like, I had this project where I had to analyze, like, uh, what's that one with Holton, like, the New York guy? Um, Catcher in, in the, the Rye. Rye. Yeah. I had to, like, analyze the book and connect it to a song. So I chose his song called Younger. And I would sing an excerpt, but I don't think anybody wants to hear that <laughs> at 7.23 in the morning. But I mean, who knows? Yeah, it's a it's a really good song. The lyrics were perfect. So I listened to that song like at least 50 times, trying to analyze the lyrics and like connect it. And it was a really cool project. So uh, I became quite fond of his music. Mm-hmm. So I think if I do go to a concert, that would probably be the one. But like also another thing stopping me is like the cost. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it kind of just depends on what artist it is, and I think a big concern that, like, I've been having lately is how people will um, mass buy them and resell them at, like, ten times the price. Yeah. And that's a problem that me and my friends had when we were trying to see this band called DPR, because we were all in line for tickets, and we, you know, tried to get them, and by the time the, like, each of us had been let in to, like, the like, lobby of the website, website? Yeah. yeah. Um, they were all gone. Oh. <laughs> and so the artist had to, like, reopen the website and add more... Or they had to move to a bigger venue was the situation. Mm. I ended up buying mine off of a reseller site. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, this is, this is a bit of a story, so I feel to tell you, but... Um, so I buy them off the resale site, and one of my friends is like, oh, yeah, I've used that before. I'm Like, it's been good. Don't worry. And they have this guarantee where it's, like, if your, like, seller falls out, then we'll make sure you have the tickets by two hours before the concert, which is a really good guarantee. Um, But the thing is, it said your tickets are expected to come in, like, up to three days before the concert. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's, like, the day before. So I text customer support, and I'm like, hey, like, where are my tickets? And they're like, (laughs) okay, we're working on it. We'll look right now. And then something happened where, like, it just didn't work. So it's like the day of the concert. I'm on t- customer support, and I'm like, the guy was the guy's name was Brendan. Shout out Brendan, you were a real one. I was like Brendan, like <laughs> I was on the phone with like Sarah before, and she like didn't say anything, and now I'm so stressed out, and like my tickets aren't here, and it's tonight, and he's like, I'll make sure you have them before four. Like he like we weren't on the phone. He just like put that in little like text box, <laughs> but that's what I imagined him sounding like. And so it was a big thing. They had to connect me with a new seller, but ended up working out. But once we got to the venue, we went to Will Call, me and my friend, just to make sure everything was straightened out. 
And Will Call said that Axis, the original seller of the tickets, had been canceling a ton of them. Uh-oh. So that caused a ton of problems on, like, the Paramount side, which is the venue where we went to the concert. So, I don't know. I think that's a big problem in a yeah, modern Yeah, why do age. people do that? That is such a shame. Yeah. Just, like, make a couple bucks. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot more than a couple. But. Honestly, same. Honestly, I would do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let, why don't we go back to music festivals? Sorry, got a little off topic there. Yeah. So, music festivals coming up. In Seattle, I'd say there are two pretty well-known ones, which are Bumbershoot and Capitol Hill Block Party. So, I thought, I thought I'd talk a little bit about Bumbershoot. So, Bumbershoot is probably the most well-known, er, one of the most well-known. Mm-hmm. And it's right in the Seattle center, and they have, like, crafts and everything, and in the past years, it's had really great lineups. This year, yeah, I'm not so I certain. I saw the lineup this year, and I was like, huh, I haven't heard of any of those guys, I know, actually. okay, because the thing is, everyone would, like, go to them before COVID. COVID's over, and now the lineup's not great. Like, not to insult any people who are playing at Bumbershoot, but just, like, people who I feel like are lesser known, or they're known better in, like, different spheres. Mm-hmm. But it's like indie. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like indie. It's just like not what it used to be, I'd say. Yeah. I personally, if I were to go to like a festival, I'd probably look for different bands, like more like mainstream. So like Coachella, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but you know, who's coming? So I think one band who I recognized who was like pretty much the only band that I recognized <laughs> was Fantagram. And they're a band that my parents really like. And I kind of picked up from them. Um, so we thought we'd play one of their songs right now. It's called Fall in Love. I think the song is really great. I've been listening to it a lot these past couple of months, so I hope you guys listen and enjoy. Yeah. So that was Fall in Love by Fantagram. If you're just turn- tuning in, sorry. Um, I'm Lauren, and this is... Sophie. And we were just talking about music festivals, and that song was Fall in Love by Fantagram, as I said, and Fantagram is going to be playing at Bumbershoot this year. That was kind of... That was a good song. It kind of felt it? like I was floating at the end there. I know. I love that song so much. It's it one of crazy. my favorites recently. But we're going to talk a little bit more about more music festivals in Washington, specifically Capitol Hill Block Party, which I think has a much better lineup than Bumbershoot this year. I would have to agree, because I actually knew like an artist on this one, which was <laughs> a win for me. So the headliners are Sophie Tucker, Denzel Curry, and Lois the Child. I personally have not heard of any of these guys, but I'm sure they're great, because they're headliners, right? That mm-hmm. That's a good thing, I think. Yeah, Sophie Tucker, I know, does more like, kind of like, Dance music, electronic. Um, Denzel Curry is a rapper I know. Lewis the Child, I unfortunately do not know, but yeah. I will look into him. What is a child this. doing at this music oh, festival? Yeah, what is a child doing? <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know those guys, but I do know one of the artists. It's Between Friends. I think it's a band, right? Between Friends is a band. Now, before we get into this, let's get one thing straight. <sighs> well, this has been a little bit of a debate between us for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because Sophie was like, oh my gosh, if we're talking about Capitol Hill Blog Party, we can talk about Between Friends. And I was like, hold up. I'm the one who introduced you to Between Friends. This is Lauren's, like, what's the word? Like, 
not prized possession. <laughs> this is Lauren's like moment. This is I my don't mo- know the word that I'm <laughs> my looking moment. for. Sure. Lauren has been very adamant in the fact that she is the originator of this band. I am the originator of this band because let me tell you, they were very lesser known. <laughs> I discovered them. Um and they're like more, they were one of my top artists for a really long time. I haven't listened to some of their newer stuff, but it is a bo- brother and sister duo who are between friends, and I think their music is wonderful. I also think it's wonderful. It's definitely, like, different. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're kind of different for listening to it, but um, I think their songs are great. It's kind of like, it's kind of the same vibe. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm floating, <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, I like music that's, like, a little bit, oh my god, I sound so cringe, a little bit, like, different. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to. Too. I'm gonna have to cut myself off there. Yeah, but. I'll, 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 I'll take the helm here. Allow me. Allow me. Mm-hmm. So between friends, um, like I said, I introduced Sophie to them. Um, I'd say they're more kind of like Sophie makes fun of me for all this for this all the time. But I'd say they're more kind of like indie pop. So I was like, you're so indie. <laughs> you, you're more like indie. I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say they are definitely more of an indie band, as is Fantagram. Mm-hmm. But and it's definitely what genre is it? Indie pop. That's what I just said. Okay, well I wasn't sure if that was a genre <laughs> yes, or like a state of mind. Okay. State of mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have a couple songs that I really like. But I think both me and Lauren, uh, both really like this song. It's called Suburban Wonderland. I think it's my favorite song by them. It's just like, like chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's like chill. I mean, I'd say it's. I don't know. Suburban Wonderland. I'd say you could draw a connection to Mercer Island. If you felt so moved. Uh, I actually don't know the lyrics to this song. I kind of mumble okay, along. Okay, well, we can do a little analysis after we play this. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'll look up the lyrics whilst we play this song. So this is going to be Between Friends, Suburban Wonderland. Are you looking for the drugs? Just fine. What a banger. What a banger. That was Suburban Wonderland by Between Friends. And I have been informed by our executive producer for this morning, Elise, that Affection is a well-known song by Between Friends. Yeah, it has like, you know, a lot of listens. As Sophie says, I'm very indie, so, you yeah, know. Yeah, Lauren, I bet, discovered them before I literally invented else. them. But apparently, we were doing some research while that song was playing, and apparently, like I was saying, their siblings, Branda, Brandon and Savannah... And they were quarterfinalists. Oh my gosh, quarterfinalists on season eight of America's Got Talent. <laughs> I'd say they're quite talented. I would agree with that. That was such a good song. I always like bop my head to this. Bop your head. <laughs> um. So we decided to look up the lyrics, like we said before that song. Um. I mean, I guess you could draw some parallels. I mean, I'd say just the title was my parallel. I'd- oh yeah. Yeah, because Mercer Island suburb, Wonderland. Not so much. Uh, not so much. Just I mean, of... I think it's amazing, but yeah, not everybody does. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but um, do you have, like, a favorite lyric? A favorite? Not really, just kind of... I actually have not known the lyrics to this. I know, like, some of them, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, like, I got this line, I got this yeah, line. Yeah, you just sing as you go. There's this one line, I did not know they were saying this. It's our suburban wonderland, never need a helping hand. Days and nights, they always change, but you and I just stay the same. Deep. Doesn't that go crazy? Literally just hits. <laughs> yep. I didn't know that's what they were saying, but 
Yeah, a good song, good song. I'd recommend adding that to your playlist. Yeah, add some to your playlist. Another thing to add to your playlist, Taylor Swift. She has a concert coming up, <laughs> and I was lucky enough to get tickets. Whoa. Um, I'll spare you the long story of, you know, how those tickets came to me and how I'm upset at a certain friend for it. Uh-oh. Maybe that can come on in a different Breakfast on the Bridge episode. Can't we unleash are, those demons today. Yeah, we can't unleash those demons today. <laughs> we don't have the time. But I will say, Taylor Swift, she has this album. So if you do you know what this album, one of these albums is called? Red. Red, that is correct. So we have a segment coming up where Annabelle does people in the street. And she's asking people what they think of when they think of the word red. I think of Taylor Swift, so. I think of Taylor Swift. So we decided to play one of her songs from the album Red. This is a song everybody knows and loves, I hope. Mm-hmm. I knew you were trouble by Taylor Swift. Once upon a time, a few mistakes ago, I was in your sights. You got me alone. You found me. You found me. You found me. I guess it didn't care. A banger, as always, by Taylor Swift. That was I knew you were trouble. In case you couldn't tell by the a hundred times she <laughs> said that uh, that line. But um, bringing us back now to also popular things going on, uh, March Madness is freaking happening right now. And right now. the only reason I know that is because I do sports casts for 88.9. Um, normally, I'm not a sports person. I actually have no idea how sports work. 90% of the time, I wing it every time I get in the studio. Um, but why don't we pass it over to somebody who does know what he's doing? Sid, do you want to take sports through today? Well, yeah, let's let's look at the sports for today and in addition to March Madness, let's let's take a look at the hockey scene. So on the hockey scene, the Seattle Kraken lost 1 to 5 to the Minnesota Wild. After this lopsided match, the Kraken's win-loss record falls to 40-25-8. In the NFL world, quarterback Lamar Jackson actively requests to be traded from the Ravens. Jackson tweeted that, quote, the team has not been interested on meeting my value, end quote. As for the baseball season, the Seattle Mariners' opening day is tomorrow. Their first pitch will be against the Cleveland Guardians at 7.10 p.m. The baseball at Mercer Island High School last night was a little less exciting. The team hopes to improve their performance after a 1-2 loss to Liberty High School. They are set to face Bellevue High School tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and now let's get back to Lauren and Sophie. Thank you, Sid. Thanks, Sid. So, Sid is another great person. That's a great part, uh, staff. A great staff member, but a great person. Both. Um, Mercer, KMH, we have a pretty big staff. Mm-hmm. Radio is a pretty dominant force, I'd say. Right um, next to band. Right next to band. <laughs> Radio's coming in right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, we have a big staff, and so we're trying to make sure every member of our staff feels appreciated. So Jenna has whipped up a staff spotlight today on Anna Carson. Take a listen. Hey, 88.9, it's Jenna Martin, and I'm here this week with Anna Carson for the KMI8 Staff Spotlight. How are you today, Anna? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. To start things off, how long have you been a staff member here on KMI8? I joined freshman year, and I'm currently a sophomore, so it's like one and a half years. Have you had a favorite memory so far? 
I mean, just recording my show with, like, Jack is fun, and then a lot of times we have, like, a special guest come on, which is fun, and then I helped out at the homecoming parade, which was really fun. That was a good experience, but I mean, just every day, just coming into the classroom and just getting to do my show, do a bunch of fun stuff, go out and do question of the weeks, everything's pretty fun. What is your show, and what time is it on? So my show is called The Powder Room. It's about skiing and kind of just outdoors and nature, and it is Mondays at 7. Go make sure to listen. Yeah, go make sure. And follow us on Instagram. It's at KMIH.ThePowderRoom. Go follow and give their show a listen. It is always a great time. Yes, and it is on Spotify also. You said that you've been a part of it since the beginning of your freshman year. What made you decide to become a part of this radio station? It's actually a funny story. So I'm friends with Rose Haba and her brother Quinn. He did radio, and I remember it was Rose's birthday, and we were, like, sitting in her basement, and she's like, oh, I got to go turn on 89 The Bridge because my brother did an hour of songs for my birthday, and that was the first time I ever heard about it, and I didn't know that was a thing, so she, like, played it, and it was, like, introducing songs, like, Rose's favorite songs being, like, this is for my sister, like, happy birthday, Rose, and I didn't know, like, we had a radio station, I just thought it was super cool, and I, like, asked him about it, and I, like, learned about his show, and I just thought it was really cool, so then in eighth grade when we were, like, signing up for classes, I was like, oh, there's a radio class, like, I'm going to do that, it looked fun. And it's been really fun. I'm enjoying it. I like how there's so much choice that you can have. Yes. You have your skiing show. You could program songs for different people. Yeah, there's just so much you can do, like, just, like, with radio. It's really cool. What motivates you to do your best work? Is that an outside factor, or is it coming from within yourself? I would just say, since, like, when you have a show, it's like, this is your time. It's You're expected to be on the air then. Just knowing that that's my time, like, I need to put my stuff out there. Especially on our Instagram account, people, like, are looking for, like, a weekly post, like, about what our show is and, like, getting it on Spotify. So it's more just that I just, like, get motivated by, like, knowing I need to, like, keep doing my work and, like, keep putting it out there just for, like, everyone to see. Since you are going to be a part of Abro next year, is there something that you're looking forward to that you think is going to be different from what you've experienced in advance already? Just learning more, like, what you do, like, programming stuff and, like, what Annabelle does, like, all of that stuff. Just, like, learning more, like, about, like, behind the scenes of the radio will be fun. And since, like, intro, it's, like, there's two periods of intro, two period of advance. Now there's just going to be, like, one period of Abro, just, like, getting to collaborate everyone who's, like, at, like, the same level of, like, radio as you. I feel like that'll make everything a lot easier and, like, learning about the morning show and everything will be super fun. Yeah, I think it's good to have everyone in the same room because if an issue arises or something you want to work through, then everyone is there. Then everyone's there, like, everyone who is an Abro knows everything. Just a better concept than just having two periods of every classes. That makes sense. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, continue to listen to 88.9 The Bridge. Fire staff spotlight this morning. Thank you, Jenna. Um, So our staff obviously deserves to be appreciated. But you know who else should be appreciated? Who? Celebrities. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So what brought this about was yesterday, me and Lauren were brainstorming what we should do for the show. And I was like, well, what shows are we into? I, right now, am a big fan of The Mandalorian. I don't know about you guys, but there's, I think the new season's coming out right now. Yeah, the new season's out right now. I've been keeping up. Yeah. So I am, I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of cringe, but I, I've never watched The Mandalorian until now, but in the past, like, two weekends, I've binge-watched, like, two seasons of it, almost. I'm surprised that you haven't been seen it since the beginning. I just, it was kind of, I watched the first episode once, but it was kind of boring. What? I, like, I wasn't feeling it, you know? But recently, I watched, started watching it again, and I really like it. So, it's definitely compelling. And I think the main reason I'm watching it, though, is for uh, Grogu. <laughs> yeah. He's so cute. Every time I see him, I want to, like, squeeze him. 
Oh, yeah, I saw this, like, interview clip where Pedro Pascal was on the Graham Norton show, I believe, and he said Baby Yoda instead of Grogu, and he's like, oh, shoot, like, I wasn't supposed to say that. Apparently, I think he's, like, contractually obligated to not say Baby Yoda, because it's, like, the incorrect term. Okay. <laughs> or they don't, like, it's market it wrong term. or something. I don't know. But I thought that was really weird. Yeah, everybody calls him Baby Yoda, I feel like, because they don't give us the name until, like, end of season two. Yeah. So, like, how no, are... end of season one. Really? Yeah. I get them mixed up. <laughs> it all blends together. I've watched it in such a short span of time. Wow. Um, but recently, uh, the main actor, Pedro Pascal, has been really popular on, like, mm-hmm. TikTok and Instagram. And Lauren was like, yeah, do you never get those, like, edits of him? <laughs> and I'm like, no. I know, but I know this isn't just a me thing, because, like, people will talk about him. Like, I know this isn't just, like, a, like... It's directed at me. It's it's. Are a you sure? Moment. I'm sure because sometimes I'll talk about it and everyone will be like, oh yeah, I know that thing. Really? Yeah. So Sophie's just a little bit out of the loop here. Okay, maybe I am. But the people love Pedro Pascal and yeah. I love that for them. Yeah, I think he's like a celebrity crush of many. Yeah. Um, I would say including me. I'm a changed woman. <laughs> She's a changed woman. No, I've seen an analysis where people were like, you know what, I feel like he's a really safe celebrity crush to have because like... They've looked at, like, all his, like, relationships, and he's never had anyone who was, like, age-inappropriate, and he's, like, has a really close best friend, and they, like, actively show that, and he just okay. seems like a good person. Yeah, and actually, I know him personally. So. <laughs> Do, you? Do you? Yeah, yeah, we go way back. Yeah. Um, so, Pedro Pascal is approved by me. Yeah. Have you seen his SNL clips? No. His <laughs> SNL clips are the funniest things. Literally, go look them up on YouTube. Um... I was watching that with my family, and I thought it was hilarious. I bet it is. Because everyone is breaking. What? Like, you know when someone breaks on sets when they, like, start laughing? Oh, or do they get I thought character? you meant they were physically no, breaking down. No, 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 they down. weren't, like, breaking limbs or anything. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But I love when SNL, like, the SNL cast breaks character, <laughs> and I think Pedro Pascal brought that out in them, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Love that guy. Love that guy. And we are running out of time, but we were going to mention, like, celebrity crushes briefly. Yeah. Um, I don't know how deep we want to dive into that. We do have an episode on our main podcast called Rice and Shine where we talked a little bit about celebrity crushes. I believe that was a Valentine's Day episode from a year ago. A year ago? A year ago. Wow. Crazy. Time flies. We need to make another one. We do. We do. I have a couple to add to the list. Yeah, maybe we say that for another breakfast on the bridge. I think we should. Um, so we, <laughs> so circling back to an earlier topic we talked about earlier this morning, we talked about ChatGPT and how we had a little segment of our show that was written by ChatGPT. We also had it write an outro for us. Mm-hmm. So, do you want me to say the outro, or should you, Sophie? Um. I am not willing to put myself through that. Okay, I will say the outro. I think our prompt, it was another thing where I was like just on chat GPT and I was like, Sophie, what's a funny outro we can write? And she said, write a goofy outro. And so, so this we is, typed that in and here's This what is it a gave goofy us. outro from chat GPT. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We hope you enjoyed our wacky antics and ridiculously ban- ridiculous banter. <laughs> Remember, life is too short to be serious all the time, so let's all take a page out of ChatGPT's book and embrace our silly sides. <laughs> Until next time, stay goofy. <laughs> that was a goofy outro Ain't from ChatGPT. ChatGPT.
spitting facts. Don't take life too seriously. I think it, it said that exact, like, phrase to us, like, ten times. It did. Like, when we were trying to get it to write the script from earlier, it would just end it and be like, my main piece of advice is don't take life too seriously. So, yeah. Chow GPT really pushes that point, and I think we should all take it to heart. Yeah, I think we should. So, it looks like we're just about out of time. Uh, we were going to play another song, but we ran right up to the clock on this one, so... Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been Sophie and Lauren, and maybe we'll be on another time. But for now, um, thank you for listening, and stay tuned to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. We hope you enjoyed your helping of Breakfast on the Bridge, brought to you by our KMIH staff and dedicated to the stories, lives, and people of the Mercer Island community. We hope your dinner was as good as your breakfast on the bridge, and thank you for listening.